From Parkway Church in Kurana, this is the Parkway Podcast. Our prayer is that this message blesses and encourages you today as you listen. If you would like to know more information on who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. Hey, welcome to Parkway Church this morning. Super glad that you're tuning in wherever it is you're tuning in from. I'm glad that you're with us, with me today. And I don't know if you're like me and my family, but we really just miss meeting together as a church family. We miss worshiping and hanging out and, and being with one another. But I'm right what Paul says to a couple churches. He says, even though I'm, I'm not with you physically, even though I'm absent in body, he says, I'm present in spirit. I'm with you in spirit. And so I'm with you. I'm with you in spirit, wherever it is you're tuning in from today. If you're new, thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in. And we have a small e-gift that we want to send to you just to say, Thank you for being here. So all you need to do is go to weareparkway.com slash connect and we have a small gift to send to you, small e-gift to send to you uh, just to say thanks. If you're part of our regular church family, hey, just want to say thank you to you for your faithfulness and your commitment to just being at Parkway Church, watching, you know, tuning in, um, meeting in, in the Zoom chats and in and, and, and life groups on, online and, and your faithfulness in giving. You know, I know that those of you who have been giving, you know, you're just doing that over obedience to the Lord, but but because of your faithfulness, we've been able to continue to operate as normal, and so just bless you for that. So thankful that you're doing that. So thankful you're here and tuning in. Um, today is Mission Sunday. It's the third Sunday of the month, and we have a, a little special something for you this morning. We have an update from one of our missions partners, all the way down from Dominican Republic, um, Adrian and Sharon Thomas. Now, if if this pandemic wasn't happening, Adrian would be in Canada right now and he'd be at Parkway Church this morning. But obviously it's going on and they can't be with us. So here is a small update for you from them. Hey Parkway, this is Adrian Sharon Thomas from the Dominican Republic. Hey, we just wanted to send you a quick video just to say a huge thank you for your support and your prayers and your encouragement, especially during this time with the pandemic that's happening around the world. Um, we just want to say a huge thank you to each and every one of you for your for your support. We also want to give you a quick update. I know life has changed for all of us in the midst of this pandemic, and a lot of adjustments have been made, and we've had to do the same thing. We've adjusted our personal lives as well as the ministry. The ministry is still going, and uh, we've um, one of the uh, highlights for us, one of the first highlights for us, of course, is our Bible seminar, and we've been able to... Uh, Put them all online now. All our students are still taking classes and they've all adjusted as well as the teachers to uh, online classes and they're doing really, really well. We, we thank God for that. And we're really excited that even though we can't do ministry the way that we usually do, um, we're still able to continue to serve the Dominican people. Um, we're doing food distribution and so it's not like in Canada where you have a food bank that you can go to if you're running short on food. There's no social safety net. And so many people who work every day, make a little bit of money and buy their food are not able to do that anymore. So there's an urgent need for food. And so over the last month, we've been able to do two food distributions, um, just to over 100 families each time. And so uh, with the help of the funds from Erdo, we were able to do that and we're, the families were so excited and the community was incredibly blessed. Amen. Now we just want to say just how grateful we are to you as a church for supporting us and for your, which is such an encouragement to us and we couldn't do this without you and sure and I have 
committed a half an hour every day to pray for Canada, pray for the pastors and families and churches back in Canada. And that includes you guys. And so every day you're lifted up in prayer, remembering you as we uh, navigate this pandemic and we can continue to ask for God's protection provision upon each and every one of you. And looking forward to when we can see each other face to face. In the meantime, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. God bless. Well, I know Parkway loves Adrian and Sharon, and so listen, if you're tuning in, guys, we, we appreciate you. We love you. We're cheering for you. We're praying for you. Thanks for doing all that you're doing down in the DR. If you have a Bible, you can turn to Mark chapter 1. We're going through the book of Mark and uh, basically taking it piece by piece, chunk by chunk, and just stopping where the Spirit of God wants us to stop, and I'm sharing what, what he believes he's placed on my heart, and my hope is that we get a greater understanding of the book of Mark. My hope is, more importantly, that we get a greater understanding of the person of Jesus because it's all about Jesus. It's why we do what we do. It's why we worship. It's why we meet as a church. It's why we're still meeting in this format. It's why somebody shared this with you this morning is, is because of Jesus. And that's really Mark's heart as he writes this gospel is he, does, he doesn't want people to think that Jesus is just another guy or another dude or that he's your homeboy. But he's the prophesied Jewish Messiah, that he's the Son of God, and he's and he's writing so that he we, we can know who he is and how he becomes how he becomes king. And so I just wanna I wanna pray with that in mind. I wanna pray that, that God would speak to us, that he'd reveal a little bit more about Jesus to us this morning, because I believe that I can share um, and that God can speak to you and your heart and your mind and reveal something he wants to, to share with you this morning. So would you bow your heads and let's just pray. Father, I need you this morning. I need you, Lord, to be with me as I speak and to share. And I pray that I would speak, Lord, the words you've placed on my heart. But more importantly, that you would speak to every heart, you speak to every mind. And so we open ourselves up to you, to what you want to say, to what you want to do. So Holy Spirit, would you move? Would you direct? Would you, would you lead? And would you let us be changed by your word this morning as you reveal truth to us? We love you, God. We praise you, and we pray that you're glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, like it or not, every one of us lives under authority. Our lives are governed by authority. We have authority over our nation, over our province, over our communities governing how it all works. We have authorities enforcing the law. We have authorities in our workplaces, in our jobs. We call them bosses and managers. You know, as a kid... I used to think that when I became an adult, I had more authority, but I, I now realize as an adult that there's more rules for adults than there are kids. Like, I can't play all day, I, but nobody can tell me that I can't eat an entire row of Oreo cookies. You hear that, Mom? I can eat more cookies than you tell me to. I can eat whatever I want, unless my wife tells me I can't, then, then I can't. We have authorities that oversee our, our lives, but also on a deeper level, I believe there are authorities that are influencing and dictating what we think and how we act and how we behave. You know, what if I told you that? What if I told you that, that there was something that's influencing your decisions, that there's something influencing your thought life and your actions? You might, be, you might sit there and say, maybe, maybe, you know, uh, you know, I do what I want, I am who I am, and I control myself. But what if there was something deeper? What, what authorities rule and reign over your life? 
What authorities reign and rule over our decisions? The scriptures talk about this, this idea of two contrasting laws at work in our lives. There's first the law of sin, of, of wrongdoing, of missing the mark that, that influences us and tempts us to make sinful choices. The Bible often refers to this as our flesh nature. And Paul talks a little bit about this in Romans chapter 7. I think it's Romans chapter 7. He says that I, I, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, those are the things I do. And he says, I see this law at work in me, this law of sin, of, of wrongdoing. But on the flip side, there's the, the law of grace at work in us. If we are a believer, if, we've, if we're a follower of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that if we believe and we've repented, that the Spirit of God comes and He takes dwelling in our hearts and He guides us to make choices that are in line with, with Christ. And, and so there's this, this, this battle that wages, as the Bible often refers to it, between our flesh and our spirit, or the spirit of God. Galatians 5 talks about this. There, is, there are authorities that are fighting for rule and reign over your life, are fighting for influence over your life. What authority reigns over you? That's my question. What authority influences your decisions? And Mark really talks about this, right? He, he's, he's trying to show his readers that Jesus is the Son of God and he has supreme authority. And that's the passage that we look at today in Mark chapter 1 reveals the level of authority that Jesus has. So let me bring you up to speed if you haven't been with us. Um, Mark's gospel basically starts with John the Baptist. Skips right over Jesus, goes straight to adult Jesus, or skips right over baby Jesus, goes right to adult Jesus, and, and John the Baptist. John the Baptist is, is a crazy guy. Um, he, he, he eats weird bugs, and he lives in the wilderness, and he's baptizing people, and he's preaching about repentance, and people are following him. He's preparing the way for the Messiah. And then Jesus shows up on the scene, and John ports towards Jesus and says, this is the guy, this is the Messiah. And so Jesus is baptized by John, and then Jesus is led by the Spirit, that the Bible tells us, into the wilderness where he's tempted and he faces off against Satan. But he overcomes that, he comes out of that, and Jesus kind of takes um, over where John left off, and he's basically preaching that the kingdom of God has come near. And he begins his ministry by calling people to follow after him, to do what he does, and to be like him. He calls disciples, and that's basically what we're, what we're doing today. We're learning from Jesus to become a little bit more like Jesus. And that's where we pick up in John chapter 1 today that we're going to read. We're going to start at verse uh, 21. It says, says this, it says, They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, he took her hand, he helped her up, and the fever left her, and she began to wait on him. Then, that evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who 
he was. So what we have here is really a picture of the level of authority that Jesus had and the impact that authority makes in the lives of those around him. And, and people beginning to realize that there's something about this guy and news begins to spread so much so that, that people are gathering and following and they're wanting, they're wanting to be impacted and touched by him as well. So, so Jesus goes into the synagogue like he often did. The synagogues were much like our churches. It's where Jews would gather to pray and study the Torah and wherever um, there was a, a, a certain number or, or a large enough number of Jews, um, there, was, there was often a synagogue. And so Jesus is in the synagogue. He's teaching. Now, scribes and, and, and rabbis, teachers of the law, they would do often the teaching, but if there was a visiting teacher, there was a custom that they would invite that teacher to preach, to, to share that morning. And so Jesus is teaching here, and we don't know what he's teaching. We have no idea what he's sharing. All we know is the reaction of the people. We know the reaction, that they're amazed. They're like, man, this guy's on fire. I can listen to this guy all day. He has, he has authority. I don't know what he's, what he's saying, but it's, it's powerful. It's, it's, it's hitting me at my core. You know, have you ever met someone that, that, that doesn't speak much, like they're super quiet, like really quiet, like, like almost eerily quiet, but then when they speak, it's like profound. You know, we have a few of those people in our church. Like they don't, they don't share much, but when they do, you know it's full of wisdom and it's full of insight, and so the room goes quiet and, and everyone just wants to listen to what they have to say. There's, there's so much respect for that, for that person. I wish I was one of those people. I'm not. And my kids are those people, right? They talk and talk and talk. You know, from the moment they get up, st- I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm, my brain's not even functioning yet. I'm not even in the processing mode and they're already asking me questions and I'm just like, stop. I can't, I can't, they're not. But there's people, there's people who, who when they speak because they don't speak often, it's just full of wisdom and it's full of insight and everybody wants to hear it. And so Jesus is here and he's speaking with an authority that everybody wants to hear everybody's tuning in, everybody's looking at this guy and saying, this guy is different. Now, what you need to know is that the other rabbis, the, the teachers of the law, when, when they would share, they wouldn't share from their own authority. They wouldn't share as one who had authority. They would often share as um, quoting uh, old sayings, uh, wisdom. They, they, they'd quote other rabbis. They'd say, Rabbi so-and-so says, says such and such. But Jesus here taught as one who had the authority. He taught as one who, who knew the mind of God and was commissioned to declare it. And that's really what they're saying there when they're saying that his, he teaches with authority. Like, like he is the, the authority. And that's true. Jesus is the authority. Think about that. In John chapter 1, Jesus is referred to as the Word. It says this, And in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Colossians chapter 1, it says that through Jesus, through the Word, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones, powers, rulers, authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. In Genesis chapter 1, we go back to the beginning of the book, and it says that God um, spoke creation into existence by the spoken word. Let there be light, he said, and there was light. So Jesus spoke with authority because he is the authority. He is the authority. He's the supreme authority over all. The teachers of the law, think about this, the teachers of the law had a word to share that, that Sunday. But Jesus is the Word. He just needed to be present, and there's authority to it that is unlike anybody other person. There's a difference when Jesus speaks and someone else speaks. 
Let me just add another thought to this. The Bible is referred to as, as the Word of God. We often refer to it as the Word of God. J.A. Packer called it um, God preaching. God preaching. Second Timothy says that all Scripture is God-breathed. Peter referred to Paul's writings as on the same level of authority as, as the Old Testament Scripture. Hebrews tells us that it's living and active. Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, all this will pass away, but my words will never pass away. See, the Bible carries the same authority. God speaks through it in the same way that when he spoke over creation and it came, it came to be. He, he, he speaks through its pages as if Jesus was speaking himself. In the same way that Jesus was speaking in the synagogue that day and, and, and spoke over that demon-possessed man, the same authority is found in the Word of God. It's important that we get in the Word of God. So they're in a church and they're amazed. These people are amazed at just the words that are coming out of Jesus' mouth. And then this, this possessed man comes in and he just interrupts everything. Right? He just messes with the service order, which as a, as a person who plans services, that would just trip me up, right? I don't know what they had planned that day, but it's just, it's just completely changed. Um, and don't you just hate that? Like unplanned interruptions. You had a plan, you had things going a certain way, and then bam, something happens and just, just messes with your plan. You know, I, th- I think it was a couple summers ago. I think it was our last summer in our old house before we moved cor- to Corona. It's just springtime, actually. It's like the hot time of springtime. It's not quite summer, but it kind of spring's done, and you're just about to turn on the AC. And so we turned on our AC, and the AC did not turn on, right? Our air conditioning did not turn on. It was the original unit. The house was like 40 years old, something like that, and it just was not running. So we called the repair guy. He comes in, and he, he can repair it. He's like, it's going to cost you, you know, X amount of dollars, and it was a lot of hundreds of dollars. Um, but he said this. He says, listen, I can repair it. But I'm, I can't guarantee it's going to work 24 hours. It could work 24 hours, or it could work, you know, for the next year. But I, I can't guarantee that. So basically, we're now, we're, we just wanted to turn on the AC. Our plan was to get cool, and now we're out shopping for an air conditioner. And the, the, the kicker was that I think this was our last summer in that, in that house. Unplanned interruptions. Nobody likes unplanned interruptions. You know, this, this could be a simple pre-COVID uninvited guest, like when the in-laws come over uninvited, they knock at the door. I bet you a lot of you are like in lockdown right now, right? They can't just show up when they want, or they can, but they're six feet away. You know, this could be, could be you getting slapped with an unexpected bill, or maybe it's something, you know, much more significant than that. Those unplanned interruptions, though, God can use for good and glory, and to reveal his power and authority over your life, much like what happens in this scene. So this guy shows up, and his life is in control by a different authority, and he interrupts everything. He's got demonic forces, darkness, evil in his life. In the scriptures, demon possession um, involves a demon having um, direct or complete control over someone's thoughts and actions. And we see this all throughout the scripture. There's a realm, there's a spiritual realm that exists all around us um, with forces at work. And while you and me, we may not see demon possession like this happen or be prevalent in our culture, but it exists and there are cultures in our world that see it more often than not, mostly because usually the culture is more open to spirituality than ours. But just because we don't see it, it doesn't mean that those demonic forces aren't at work influencing our lives in, in other ways. So the, the Bible describes the, the, the devil as a tempter, as an accuser, as someone who's, who's looking to steal, kill, and, and destroy. And so this man comes in and he's full of evil. 
He's full of evil. The Bible says that he has an impure spirit. There is an authority over his life. Now, what's interesting is the demon starts talking to Jesus. He says, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? I know who you are. The demon knows who Jesus is, but the people don't even know who Jesus is. The impure spirit recognizes the authority that is in Jesus. The impure spirit recognizes the authority that is in Jesus. And then Jesus does something that nobody's ever seen before. He spoke with the same authority that created life, the same authority that amazed them in his teaching. And he spoke to that demon and he said, be silent and come out. And it came out of the man. He had authority that was greater than the influence of the demonic authority over this man's life. The demon was capable of influencing this man's thoughts and his actions, but Jesus' authority is greater than that. See, the authority of Jesus in your life is greater than any other authority in your life. The authority of Jesus, his power, is greater than your negativity. It's, it's greater than your bitterness. It's greater than your, than your temptation. His authority and his power is stronger than the addictions that are in your life. It's, it's greater than the mindset that you have. It's greater than the impure spirits that are seeking to tempt you, to steal from you, to, 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 to kill, and to destroy. And the crazy thing is, is that they recognize it. They recognize that that authority exists that is greater than them. His authority is greater, but here's the question. Who are you letting rule, reign, and influencing your life, your thoughts, and your decisions? Like it or not, something influences your actions. The question is, is it pro-Jesus or is it not? So Jesus takes this, this unplanned interruption and he shows the people uh, the power that he has and the people are amazed, right? They're just dumbfounded. They're, they're in awe. And then Jesus, he leaves the synagogue and he heals more people and he delivers people of, of demonic influences, but not just that of sickness and disease. And he ultimately, he reveals his authority. And here's the thing that you need to catch. His authority delivers and it cleanses and it heals, and it helps, and it gives hope, and it restores, and it sets people free. How has Jesus' authority been revealed in your life? How has Jesus showed his authority, his power over your life? Because if Jesus reigns over your life, here's how you know that he's the one that is influencing your decisions, your actions, your thought pattern. If he reigns over your life, then you will live in freedom and not bondage. There are authorities that are fighting for rule and reign over our lives. Impure spirits that are seeking to influence us, tempt us. They tempted Jesus in the wilderness. There is a flesh nature that is tugging at our, at our lives from within us. And that could reveal itself in any number of ways. It could be how you speak to your spouse, how you treat your children, right? How you act in business deals, right? How you, how you talk about people behind their back. It could, it could be a habit that you can't give up, an addiction that you can't overcome. It could be bitterness and resentment. It could be anger. It could be jealousy. It could be hatred. It could be sexual immorality. It could just be sickness and disease, right? There, there, are, there are, are, are things that are fighting for, for influence um, in our lives that are tugging at us, our flesh nature, and it impacts everything and influences everything. What rules over you? 
Now listen, I get that we live in a fallen world and, and sometimes we're just impacted by living in a fallen world and, and God allows things to happen in our lives. I understand that. And, and, and there's reasons behind that. And that's a message for another day. But Jesus has authority over all that. He has authority over all those, those that, your flesh nature. He has authority over your sin. He has authority over the, the influences that are trying to tempt you. The question is, are you letting his authority rule over your life? Because if you're letting his authority rule over your life, he takes control. He's the owner. He's the ruler. And his rule is freeing. It's hope-filled. It's whole. And in the book of Mark, Mark is revealing who Jesus is. And as, as the story progresses, you begin to see the level of, of, of rule and reign that Jesus has the authority has ultimately culminating in his death and resurrection that Jesus has authority even over death. But even in the story throughout it all, even through all the miracles, you know, the people don't change right away. You don't even see, the people are amazed here, but, but there's not significant life change right away. You know, sometimes we don't see the change immediately. But if you lean into Jesus... If you lean into his reign and rule and you watch his influence, it will amaze you. And you'll begin to see that you begin to walk and live in a freedom that you never had experienced before. And I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that the authority of a good God would rule and reign over your life. I want to pray that his teaching would amaze you, but most importantly, that his authority would free you and that you would begin to have his rule and reign dictate your thoughts and your actions and your behavior in a way that radically changes. So would you bow your heads with me and would you close your eyes? Let me pray for you this morning. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for how you revealed yourself, even to those people, Lord, in that synagogue that day, that you have authority like none other, that you teach with authority because you are the authority. But more importantly, even so, God, you have authority over the impurities in our life. You have authority over the, the negative, the, the sinful, the, the flesh uh, influences that, that are in our lives. Lord, I know that there's a battle that is, that is fighting, against, uh, fighting for reign and rule um, over us. But I know, God, that if we submit ourselves to you, if we commit ourselves to you, your reign and rule will come, and it's freeing, and it's life-giving, Lord, and it's hope-filled, Lord. And I just pray in Jesus' name for those that are listening this morning, whoever is listening, and from wherever they're listening, that they would begin to understand that there is authorities that are fighting, but your authority has the ultimate, is the ultimate freedom that they're looking for. And so in the name of Jesus, God, would you help us submit to you? Would you help us turn to you? Would you, would you help us give our lives to you so that we can live in that kind of freedom, so we can, we can have that kind of authority over our lives? And Lord, I just pray for someone that maybe is, is struggling with addiction or in a habit that they can't give up right now. In the name of Jesus, would you set them free? In the name of Jesus, would you restore them, Lord? I pray for someone that's maybe made the commitment to Jesus, but they have yet to really walk in freedom from their old way of life. Would you, would you help them? Would you allow your authority to reign and rule over them to make the 
wise decision, to make the godly decisions, Lord. I pray for those that are maybe sick or are, are, are impacted by disease, cancers, Lord. You have authority over that. And so in Jesus' name, would you heal the same kind of healing that you delivered on that day? Would you allow that healing to come right now in Jesus' name? You know those that are ill. You know those that are sick, God. And so allow your authority. God, I can speak and I can share your word. But more importantly, God, you can allow your power to be displayed in people's lives. And so would you allow your authority to reign and rule and Lord, ultimately show people that you do have true authority over every aspect of life. We love you, Jesus. We bless you. We do this all for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, thanks for tuning in this morning. God bless you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this message brought you closer with Jesus and gave you a better understanding of your walk with Him today. If you would like to know more about who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at parkway.church.